0: Good evening, Christ Fellowship Church. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord, North Georgia Revival? Yeah? Amen. Before we get started, we're gonna quiet ourselves and have a scripture. Pastor Robbie Mathis from Freedom Tabernacle is gonna come and do that for
1: us. Would you welcome him to the platform? Amen. I wonder if anybody came to give God praise tonight. Come on. Let's give him some praise tonight. We wanna welcome you tonight. the north georgia revival here we are on week 130 isn't it great to be here we give god thanks for all that he is doing we welcome all of those that are watching online tonight youtube and facebook and also our isn network we just greet you tonight so thankful that you would tune in and join with us tonight well as always we begin with scripture reading Then we go right into the presence of God and praise him. I wonder if there's anybody tonight that's got anything to be thankful for. We got a lot to be thankful for. So I want to ask you if you would just begin to make your way on up into this altar. Can we just go ahead and fill up the altar tonight as I get ready to read the scripture and then we're just going to press on into the presence of the Lord tonight. But I want to read from Psalm 107, Psalms 107. And this is what we're here for, and this is what we begin with. The psalmist said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Anybody know that God is good? He's good. Said, for His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Anybody that's been redeemed. Whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. God's brought us from a lot of different places tonight, all over the world, and we're here at one place. He's gathered together, us together, and we're gonna give him praise. He Said they wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord, in their trouble. I'm so glad that we can call out to the Lord, aren't you? And He delivered them out of their distresses. He led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. For He satisfies the longing soul. He the hungry soul with goodness those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death listen to this bound in afflictions and irons because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High therefore he brought down their heart with labor they fell down and there was none to help then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and broke their chains in pieces. There's going to be some chains broken tonight in this place. All that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness, for His wonderful works to the children of men. Why don't we just go ahead and begin?
2: This afternoon while we were gathering and ready to prepare the atmosphere for the service tonight, the Lord spoke to me and he said, Todd, they are here. They are here. And y'all know a few months ago, about six months ago, eight months ago, we were having some problems with some witches and with some spells being cast upon the revival and, and so forth. And. And just out of nowhere, I just hear the spirit of the Lord saying to me, they are here. They are here. We've been open again for almost three months, two and a half to three months since the COVID thing hit. And, and we have opened back up. The demonic is usually about two and a half months behind the move of God. They they miscoordinate misdiagnose what God is doing. They underestimate. Ever since we've opened back up the revival, we have seen an enormous amount of miracles and breakthroughs and signs and wonders in a heavy, heavy, heavy presence on the water. And he said, Todd, they are here. And when I travel, I tell people all the time, we have a lot of witches that show up. Sometime there'll be a half a dozen, a dozen of them in the building, but we've not had that in the last six to eight weeks in our building. And how do we know that they're here? Well, some of them we know. Others, they will place items in the sanctuary that are occultic in nature. And they will place their items in significant places in the sanctuary, like under my seat or under all of our pastoral seats or the speaker that night, they'll place something underneath there. It may be a lock of hair. It may be the fingernails of a dead person. And we will find them. I remember one night, Pastor Michael, we found 26 pairs of fingernails. And they ask me, don't you get upset about that? I say, no, I never get upset. I welcome them here. Come on, we welcome them here. (laughs) We welcome them here. And the reason we welcome them here is because we love them. They're not our enemy. They're not our foe. And we always say, and I'll say it right now, come to the light side. It's better in the light. Come on now, somebody. So he spoke to my spirit earlier and he said, they're here, they're here. So I just want us to lift up our hands. And I want us as a group of individuals, even those that are watching around the world, we get emails and phone calls and from New Zealand, from South Africa, from literally the Netherlands, all over the world. Nearly every nation of the world is contacting us. And wanting to know what's happening at the North Georgia Revival. People are watching. So I want to ask you, if you're at home, to join with us. We're going to take 60 seconds. And we're not going to worship in the 60 seconds, but we're going to pray in the next 60 seconds. When we were with our team earlier in our communion time, when we went into a time of intercession and prayer, the whole room shifted, the whole atmosphere shifted. So either you pray in tongues or you pray in your natural language, whatever it is, I want you to pray and I'm going to just give us 60 seconds and we're going to pray and we're going to worship him. And then we're going to sing that song worthy of it all. We're going to go right into this in the worship. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to pray in tongues. We're going to intercede for our, for our revival service. I'm telling you, the building is packed tonight. Come on, give God glory. Come on. The presence of God is in this room. Yes, yes, and there's gonna be breakthroughs. There's gonna be healings in the water. There's going to be people set free, devils cast out. Tumors are going to shrink and shrivel. Cancer's gonna leave bodies. Yeah, yeah so for the next 60 seconds I want you to pray with your outside voice I want you to pray so that your ear can hear it, come on saints of God for the next 60 seconds, let's go right now, begin to pray, begin to intercede we need revival in the land we need revival in the White House we need revival in every church house we need revival in every schoolhouse. we need revival in the crack house we need revival, we need a move of the Holy Ghost, we need the glory of God to touch the earth come on, pray, pray, 60 30 seconds, pray! 30 seconds. said give me another 60 seconds i need you to find a spot come on church come on church we're doing warfare right now we're tackling we're breaking down come on find a spot get on your face if you can we're going to cry out to god we're going to cry out to god 60 seconds intercede pray come on saints of god join us at home right now join us at home the things that the Lord has in store for those that love him. I will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or ever think. So Father, I just so happen to believe that scripture with all of those believers in this room. I see America about to step in To its greatest awakening that we have ever known. I see America with a resurgence of missionary fervor. That there will be churches that will send out an unequaled and unrivaled amount of missionaries. That young people, I see young people in the natural I see rioters and protesters burning down buildings. For every one of Antifa and the anarchists and the globalists that are for destruction, I say, Lord, that you raise up, for every one of Antifa, you raise up three, three millennials, three young people, X-Gen, that will take the gospel to the world. They're coming. This generation will come and be baptized with Holy Ghost fire. They will have miracles in their hands. They will raise the dead and the deaf will open up their ears and their blind eyes shall see. They will walk in the middle of the darkest And the most violent regions. And I speak it to Chicago. I speak it to Detroit. I speak it to Atlanta. I speak it to North Carolina. I speak it out in Baltimore. That there will be a generation of someone with a guitar that is anointed. And he'll hook up with a young girl or a young man. And they will preach on the street corner. And by the hundreds and by the thousands, they will come out of the apartments and they will hear the gospel. And there will be church after church after church established. Father, the only hope for America is your church. We refuse to sit back and to be idle. We refuse to do church as normal. We pray that this church, every church represented, will have a baptism of Holy Spirit fire. Hallelujah. We speak it in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, let's sing it one more time. Worthy of it all come on sing it like you mean it together. Magnify the Lord with me. Come on, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I want you just to get ready, because in the next few weeks and days to come, it's going to get more radical in this place. Touch your neighbor and just say, don't get offended. Just go ahead and get tell them, don't get offended. All right, touch your other neighbor and say, stop getting offended by what's in the Bible. Come on, say it, go ahead. Stop getting offended by what's in the Bible. Woo! All right. Bishop, I'm telling you, it's on fire. You may be seated. Love somebody as you're being seated tonight. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of the North Georgia Revival. Thank you for being here tonight. We know that you could be anywhere, but you've chosen to be with us tonight. And we welcome you. Is there anybody here in the house that's from a different state? If you're not from the state of Georgia, would you lift your hand? I want to take just a moment. Anybody here from out of state? Wonderful, wonderful. Where are you guys from? Arkansas. Praise God. Welcome to North Georgia. Yes, right here. Florida and I just called out Chicago. I will be there in a couple of two three weeks at jo- uh, Joseph um, Ho- Hofer's church. Right there. Yes. It's going amazing what God's going to happen. Right here. Indiana, Hoosier State, good to have you, right here, Alaska, come on girl, Pastor Martin, Alaska, you were there last year, fire of God fell, anybody in this section right here in the back, in the very back, okay, yeah, Nashville, praise God, love it, welcome to North Georgia. To Dawsonville anybody here in the very back North Carolina love North Carolina back here in the back very back row Ohio wow thank you for coming yes California wow welcome over here in the front yes Delaware thank you for coming all the way from Delaware Yes, y'all California. Wow. Karen and I will be in San Diego on Wednesday and Thursday. Yes, I'm excited about that. Yes. Virginia. Praise the Lord. Wow. Isn't the Lord great? Wow. It's good. It's amazing. The presence of God is here. I want to share a story with you then we're going to take up an offering then bishop lance is going to come and, and preach but before i share the story i want to remind you that david hogan will be here uh, next sunday uh, but let me back up he's going to be here on um, on saturday with our men's conference it's not too late to register for our men's conference so i want to make sure that you are aware of that and so I'm trying to find something real quick, I apologize, um, could you fix my phone here? <laughs> oh, there we go, thank you, <laughs> you did. Um, I want to let you know it's not too late to register for David Hogan, he'll be here for Saturday at 9 o'clock ministering to the men, 6 o'clock in the evening. Sunday morning at 1030, Sunday night at the North Georgia Revival at 6 o'clock, Monday night at 7 to 9, though there won't be any worship during the 7 o'clock. It's a teaching session. This man has raised 30 people from the dead, his ministry. He's going to teach us what to do as far as fasting and praying and how to operate in the supernatural. So he's going to be here on Monday night. It's our Canale Ministry Training Center open to the public. So make sure that you come. Fill up the building and uh, he is such a treasure and a gift to us. Uh, There was a lady in Brazil that for three years tried to have a baby and um, Fire of God hit Dawsonville We went down to Louisiana and started baptizing people in a meeting and one of the local pastors there Got literally electrocuted by the fire of God the Lord touched him but just so happened that he was scheduled to go to Brazil the very next two or three days after his encounter in the water that he was going to go to Brazil and he thought God just touched us in the water I wonder if those Brazilians will encounter God like what we did in the water so he goes to Walmart and he buys them he buys a inflatable two and a half foot water swimming pool that he could pack in a carry-on. He was in Brazil for one solid week. Two pastors went. They'd been encountering the Lord in the water. And they just fill up this baptismal tank or this swimming pool that he got from Walmart and started testifying using the same miracles that happened at the North Georgia Revival and at his place in Louisiana. And people started lining up for baptisms two to three hundred people deep. This went on for a solid week. They baptized 1,000 people in seven days. Come on, give God glory, amen. Unusual, unusual miracles. So here's the picture, I want them to pull it up, of the lady in the baptismal pool. There's Pastor Donnie to the left and there's a husband and a wife. They had been trying to have a child for three years. They went through every medical procedure, medicine, everything that they recommended, they literally tried by the doctor's orders. Then it came time for them to have surgery. It just so happened that they had heard what Jesus was doing in the water in Brazil. Both of them them looked at each other and said, we're not gonna have the surgery, we're gonna get in the water and we're going to believe God to fix whatever's going on in our reproductive areas. We're going to ask the Lord to fix it. Now, for three years, they've tried everything to no avail. Here they are at the moment of their baptism. Now, they're standing in about a foot and a half to two feet full of water. So you understand, they've got to literally lay down in the water to get baptized. It's not like our pools here. And it's freezing. It's freezing. I just got this text this past week of what happened literally 9 to 10 months after their baptism. Pull up this next picture. Oh, my goodness. You heard the testimony last Sunday night of a young girl that was getting literally about to be transferred into special ed. She's never been able to recall. She couldn't recall. She couldn't read. She was going into the first grade. They wanted to put her in special ed. She's from North Carolina, but she comes to Dawsonville to get baptized in the waters. She gets baptized in the water. Now, she's six years old, seven years old. Couldn't read at all. Couldn't recall a Bible verse at all. She gets baptized into the water. She goes home to her um, her um, aunt and spends the night with her aunt here in Dawsonville. She says the Lord appeared to her in a dream, and He was reading to her and spelling for her. She gets up the next morning and could literally begin to read. And recall Bible verses. I'm telling you. It's supernatural. What God is doing in that water is completely nameless and faceless. It is nameless and faceless. Jesus is meeting his people. So there's a six to seven year old girl who will go into first grade not having to go to special ed. Come on now, somebody. Praise the Lord. I want you to stand your feet. Let's receive an offering tonight. If you have not registered or pre-registered to be baptized, we're going to give you an opportunity to be baptized tonight spontaneously. We're going to give a call at the end of the message for you to come and you can Go. we've got all the clothes for you we have your your all the way down to your underwear we have everything that you need towels your clothes won't get wet you're gonna leave dry I promise you if I if I was away from God needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit if I needed deliverance if I needed healing in my body you've heard two powerful testimonies I would do whatever I have to do I would call my wife and husband and say listen I'll be home a little bit later I would I would wait to meet him in the water Talk to me. The fire on the water is as strong tonight as it has ever been. Guys, look around. We're in the middle of a COVID, quote, epidemic, unquote. This building is full. People are hungry. People are desperate. They're desperate. If you've come from out of state, do whatever you have to, break in line. Bribe, Rob, you got a plane to catch early. Do whatever you have to do. Just jump in. Just dive right over. We'll take care of you. I promise you. Now, don't do that. Let's receive the offering tonight. Will you help us? Will you help us host the presence of the Lord? If all of us did something tonight, it would make a difference. You can text to give. You can make it so convenient. It's a secure way to give. Please, everyone help us. Help us. Help us. Father, we bless you. We thank you for what you're doing here and around the world. Thank you for every one of the pastors that are hosting this move, that their churches are blessed and highly favored, that their people are well and serving you on fire. Every church that's represented God from all parts of Georgia and beyond, that an awakening will come to everyone Beginning with the pastors and leaders, we cry out to you, oh God, we need you in this hour and everybody in the house said, amen and amen and amen. You may be seated. I want to take one moment, Danny, hand me the book, if you will, the glory book. I want to let you guys know that this book just came out last Sunday here called God's glory creating a habitation for God's glory. We just released this uh, last Sunday. I want to encourage you to grab this, to get a hold of this. I hope it's been a blessing to those of you that have read it. I hope it's been an encouragement to you, a source of strength to you. Grab this. This is the story of the North Georgia Revival and beyond, and beyond. How to host the presence of God in your home, in your life, in your church. Every leader needs to make this a part of your library, and I trust that you'll get that at the table tonight. You know, in 2018, I asked this gentleman to come and preach a men's conference. Pastor Marty, remember, we didn't even know who we were going to do the men's conference. I said, get somebody. He said, let me get Bishop Lance. On a Saturday, Lance Johnson came and preached to 50 men. This was February the 10th, 2018. All, All the men could fit in this one section. But there was something supernatural and substantive about that meeting. The hairs on my arms are standing all on the end right now. The presence of God was so strong. He was scheduled to preach that next morning for our church. And there was an unusual glory in the building. I looked at Bishop and I said, Bishop, can you come back tonight? And we've never had probably one Sunday night service in 10 years or eight years that I was here at that point. I said, can you come and preach tonight? God's up to something. He came back that night. You remember Bishop and the glory of God fell and he has been here ever since this is week 130 and it started February the 11th, 2018. Bishop, thank you for your obedience. Thank you for helping us host the presence of God. I want you to come and take your liberty, Pastor, from Relevate Church. My friends, if you would come and would you let him know you love him from Ranger, Georgia, Bishop Lance Johnson.
3: Come on, give him some praise tonight, church. Come on, you can do better than that tonight. He's been your deliverer. Come on, he is your marriage counselor. He's your way maker where you thought there was no way. Come on, he's held you when you could not hold yourself. He was the lily of every valley you've walked through. He was your present help in a time of trouble. And he's worthy of all praise. Amen. Come on, he's worthy of one more shout tonight. Come on, watch him by television. Shout tonight. Give him a shout in your living room. Give him a shout in the sanctuary. He's worthy tonight. Hallelujah. You know, if I just begin to think, where would I be if it wasn't for him right now? You know, where would I be if God not stepped in the middle of my journey to hell and intervened? Come on that journey of self-destruction and right in the middle of it, I didn't find him, he found me. How many of you know what it's like for God to find you? Right in the middle of a journey to self-destruction and God showed up right in the middle of your mess. Whoa! hallelujah. As we were worshiping tonight, you can be seated as we were worshiping tonight. I just heard the Lord say that some folks that's come through these doors tonight. You're shackled and bound by the hell of addiction. Your life is spiraling out of control. But God told me tonight's your night. Said it didn't matter how many rehabs you've been in and how many times you said you'd never do it again. Tonight is your night when the shackles are gonna fall off tonight. Somebody came through these doors tonight with a marriage that's unrivaled. You don't know which way to turn. Things look bad. In the eyes of the naturalist. it looks like the divorce is inevitable. But God told me tonight, tonight for healing and reconciliation for that broken home tonight. You need to get ready. God's about to heal some things in your family tonight. Some folks tonight are gonna get healed in the water. Folks are gonna get baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. Some of you are going to get called into ministry tonight. Some of you have been running from God, but you're not going to run after tonight. Some of you have been fighting that call that's been burning on the inside. But when God's done tonight, you ain't going to run no more. You're going to bow that knee and surrender and say, God, whatever you said, here I am. Wherever you send me, I'll go. Tonight is a night of submission for folks in this room tonight. I believe that. I'm excited about this message, Pastor Todd, Pastor Karen. I love you so much, thank you for your obedience. Thank you for honoring God, relentless in prayer, relentless in your pursuit of God. We're living in a time where people call it all kind of things, the Bible. I believe Paul called it to Timothy perilous times. We're living in some times of uncertainty. People are making up. I I think I heard Pastor David, is it unprecedented that people are saying, you just hear things over and over about the times we're living in. But I've got a word for that too. We're living in a time of many voices. When right now there are all kind of voices coming and they're all different. You don't know where to wear a mask, don't wear a mask, this, it lasts this long, this is that way. Things are going on and everybody's opinionated and voices are going on everywhere. But I believe that the Bible, listen, I believe that the Bible tells me that in this day in which we live, it is not a time to draw back. It is not a time to bury our heads in the sand. It is not a time to tuck our tails and run in fear. It is a time to rise up. It is a time, come on, to stand by the power of our God. It is time for our voice to be heard. This is the finest hour of the church that we've ever known in history. And I'm telling you, there's a voice coming. There's a voice that's coming out of God. prophets and I'm telling you it's gonna cause those that are pregnant with the presence of God to rise up in this hour and be a voice of reconciliation and a voice of healing and a voice of deliverance in this time that we'll see the harvest that is promised in the Word of God this is a time of revival if you study church history one thing you will find When they were at their most difficult times is when they rose to their greatest moments. And I'm telling you, we've been praying for this hour for many years. God, send that awakening, send that revival, send that fire. Come on, somebody, it's here right now. This is the time for the church to rise. This is the time when the voice is going to be heard. But my question to you tonight, are you positioned to hear that voice tonight? What voice are you going to listen to? Right now, we're influenced by so many people. People are jumping on board with what's creating division, with what's creating uh, 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 all kind of conflict. It's creating anger. It's stirring all kind of emotions. People are on edge. But I'm telling you, we got to position ourselves to hear the voices of the leaders that God's raising up today. That is going to call us out of our comfort zone. That's going to call out, call people out of a place of casual Christianity. Oh God that's going to call us out of a place of just going through the motions and the mundane ritualistic routine of just, well, I don't know what you want to call it, but just self-made Christianity. God is calling his people to rise. He is calling us to rise in power. He is calling us to rise in authority that we may lead people in this hour to the presence of a living God. Woo! If I can, I'm going to try to get to my scriptures. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Mark with me quickly. Whether we realize that we're influenced by people, we're influenced by voices more than we realize. I think about the life of the apostle Peter. One day he's washing his nets. He's going through the motions of finishing a fruitless day of fishing. He's washing his nets and calling it a day. And all of a sudden, somebody steps up. His name is Jesus. And he begins to call Peter to the ministry, tells him, Peter, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. At that moment, Peter's life came under the influence of the Lord Jesus Christ. His life would never be the same. For three years, he walked with him hand in hand. For three years, he heard his voice. For three years, he understood the magnitude of the power that operated through Jesus because that same power operated through him. And then one day, things got difficult. He found himself in the Garden of Gethsemane. He found himself where the, the, the soldiers and the Pharisees would come and seize his Redeemer and his Savior. He was there when they came and, 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 and put Jesus in shackles to take him to his own execution. And at that moment, the Bible says that all of the disciples forsook him. It's amazing to me how people can walk so close with God one day and run from him the next day. You need to be careful where you are today spiritually. Don't fall under the deception of all of the false teachers that we're living in right now, which is one of the biblical prophecies concerning the second coming of Jesus. Be careful that you don't fall under it, that it leads you into a lukewarm Christianity. Be careful that it doesn't lead you into a casual Christianity. Jesus never called you to be casual. Jesus called you to be a radical follower of him. Well, fire baptized, sold out, water walking, tongue talking, devil stomping, people that are not walking in fear, but walking in faith, people that walk in authority and walk in power. God never called us to get along with everybody. As a matter of fact, he said, beware when they all speak well of you, for they spoke well of the false prophets. There's a time when God's people's got to have a voice that it may conflict with our society and with our culture. But it is the voice that is being echoed by our heavenly father. I don't know if I'm going to preach or not tonight. Maybe I'm just going to keep prophesying. But I need to tell you something tonight. God's raising up a generation of people. And it's a generation of people that are not going to cower and they're not going to fall. But Peter, watch this, Peter went from following him closely to following from afar. Somebody say "Following him from afar. And the Bible said when he followed him from afar, here's what happened. Listen to this. The Bible says that he got to the place where they had taken Jesus to Caiaphas. And when they got there, Peter sat down with the servants. When I do not follow Jesus closely... I will find myself setting with people that I art not set with. Woo! It was when the prodigal son, oh, when the prodigal son had abandoned his father's house, and the Bible said famine struck in, he joined himself with a citizen of a far country. And the Bible said it was the citizen that sent him into the field to feed the swine. Y'all not hear me preach today. Who you join yourself with is determined by how close you are to the presence of God. Woo, because when you don't walk close with God, men will determine your place. Mm, 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 mm. My Bible said abide in the vine. Somebody say abide in the vine. John chapter 15 said if you abide in the vine, let me tell you what'll happen. God'll prune you and he'll multiply you. But if you don't abide in the vine, the Bible says you'll be cut off. Somebody say cut off. And the next thing the Bible said is men shall gather you. Did not say that, that, that God would gather you. It said men gather you, and they will throw you into the fire. In other words, that fire was not hell because man does not have the power to throw you into hell. In other words, when I don't abide in the vine, men determine my destiny. See, if I'm not under the influence of God, I come up under the influence of people. People that throw me into the fire. Somebody say the fire. And I'm not talking about the Holy Ghost fire. This was a destructive fire. And some of you right now are in a destructive situation because you compromised your walk with God and you ended up in the influence of the wrong folks. The next thing that happened to Peter when he sat down with the servants is he denied Jesus three times. When you hang out with the wrong people, you will find yourself denying who Christ really is. You may not deny him and say, I don't know him, but you will deny the true Christ of the word of God, that you will allow things in your life that you would have never allowed in your life till you got under the wrong influence. My question is, whose voice are you gonna hear in this hour? Mark chapter two. Beginning in verse 2, soon the house where we were staying was packed with visitors, that there was no more room even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men, somebody say four men, arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. Somebody say they was carrying him. There's always a time in your life when people have an influence on where you go and how you get there. See, even the body of Christ was not operated to opt to, or intended to operate independently. We have to have one another. Somebody say there's got to be influence in our life. Some of you right now are living the Christian life because of the people you became friends with in the church you attend. And let me tell you, in the churches that we attend, there are good people and there are bad people. There's some people that are on fire and there's some people that are lukewarm and there's some people that are stone cold. There are some people that are walking in the light and there's some people walking in the darkness. There are some people that are walking in the revelation of who Christ is and there's some only walking in the intellectual knowledge of who Christ is. But who you yoke yourself up with is going to determine the outcome and the place you end up in. I need to preach it here today. I'm not just talking about sinners hanging out with drug addicts and dope dealers. I'm talking about church folk hanging out with the wrong voices. I'm talking about who I've allowed myself to sit down with to influence me. Four men carried a paralyzed man. And the Bible says that they carried him. Watch this. And the Bible said they carried him to the house where Jesus was preaching the word of God. Verse 4 said they couldn't bring him to Jesus because the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. And then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Somebody say right in front of Jesus. Say it one more time. Right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said in the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. We know the end of that story was Jesus told that man to take up your mat and go. That man rolled up his mat that he was carried in on. The very thing that had him bound was the very thing he tucked under his arm and gained victory over it. Woo, Hallelujah. But he would have never saw the victory had he not had four determined men that said, let me tell you something. You may be broken. You may be impotent. You may be paralyzed. You may be in a mess. You may be in a, 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 a wreck. Your life may be spiraling out of control. But we are determined that we're going to get you to the right place. Come on, you gotta find somebody in your life that is determined, no matter what the cost is, I'm gonna make sure you up into the right place so that your life will be forever changed. The Bible said when they got to the house, somebody say when they got to the house, the house was filled up. You see, you gotta have some people in your life that don't quit when the going gets tough. And I tell you there's a lot of folks in church I call them panty-wasted poopsies because the first time the going gets tough, they tuck their tail between their legs and they run to the church down the road first time somebody hurts their feelings, the first time there's a little conflict in church, the first time somebody gossips about them, the first time somebody gets their parking place, the first time somebody doesn't use them when they volunteered, the first time they didn't get a telephone call, the first time somebody disappointed them, they just ran off, they quit right there on the spot, said, I'm going to go somewhere I'm appreciated. Well, I'm glad Jesus didn't go where he was appreciated, and then when he wasn't appreciated, I I'm glad he didn't quit when they crucified him. My God, I think we need some people a little tougher than my feelings got hurt. I got to surround me with some people that said it don't matter what crazy people do, I am determined that I'm not going to abandon my assignment. See, you're going to run the wrong crowd, they'll say they didn't treat you right. They didn't do you right. Yeah, but you know God sent you there. You know God planted you in the house. You know that the hand of God's on your life. Yeah, but they didn't treat you right. You need to just go somewhere. You're better than this. You don't deserve it. There's some people you'll associate yourself with that'll do everything they can to feed your offenses and send you to a place that God did not destined you to be. How many of y'all ever witnessed to somebody? I ain't going back to church full of hypocrites. How many people right now are sitting at home, their feet propped up in their recliner, they're drinking a Budweiser, and they're watching this on, on, on Facebook because of the fact their feelings got hurt in a church? Uh oh. Somebody said somebody needs to grow up. See, you got to get you some folks around you that said, I know your feelings is going to get hurt. I know you're going to get disappointed. I know folks are going to talk about you. I know there's going to be setback. There's going to be attack. But come on, baby. I got you mad. We're going to the presence of God. You ain't going to abandon your calling. Your destiny is bigger than your hurt feelings. My God. Woo." See, they got to the crowd. Somebody say they got to the crowd. Well, I ain't popular tonight. They got to the crowd. They couldn't get in for people. There's always gonna be people that stand between you and your destiny. There's always gonna be people. My God, you have no idea what you did when you painted this. There's a place in the body for you there's a place that God created you to be and he made you to be the only one that could fit into that place. My God, it's your assignment. It's your calling. It's your purpose. And the devil said, I'm gonna do everything I can. I'm gonna fight you every step of the way. I'm gonna do everything I can to offend you. I'm gonna do everything I can to disappoint you. I'm gonna scar you. I'm gonna jack with your family. I'm gonna mess with your wife or your husband. I'm gonna mess with your kids. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call somebody in children's church to offend your children. Oh, y'all don't wanna hear me. I'm gonna call somebody on the Usher board to be rude to you. The enemy said, I'm gonna do everything I can to keep you out of your place. But you got to understand something. You got to have some folks around you that when you're in the middle of your battle that they going to say, let me tell you, I got your mat, son. I got your mat. We're taking you not to the place of offense, not in the opposite direction of your purpose and your assignment, but we're going to fight through what people did to get you to your place. Somebody say your place. I just wonder how many people in this room know what it's like to miss your place. You know what it's like to walk out on what you should have fought through, that you should have stayed, but you let somebody get in your ear. You let somebody get in your heart, and instead of carrying you to the presence of God, they carried you to a place that you're just going through the routine and the motions In the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 2, the Bible said there was a certain lame man. Everybody say a certain lame man. That he was lame from his mother's womb. And the Bible said, and they carried him. Say that with me. They carried him to a gate called Beautiful. It was a gate into the temple where religious people would go in and out every day. And the Bible said he went there every day begging alms of those that entered in. Every day he sat there with his little can, Pastor David, and he jiggled his can. And good religious people that are as kind as they are, full of compassion and mercy to do good deeds for God, every day would go by and throw a little change in his pocket. They would fill his little cup up. Because, see, you don't go back to the same place every day if you're not getting something. See, if they wasn't giving him nothing, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let them carry them anymore. But every day, some, say this would be somebody carried him to a gate that propped him up, that left him crippled, that left him begging. He was never in the place that God called him to be because he was crippled and impotent. And the place that people carried him left him broken and crippled. Are y'all hearing me preach tonight? See, I wonder where people are carrying you. Are they carrying you to religion? Are they carrying you to a religious established and institutionalized Christianity? Are they taking you to a place where they're just getting by, where there's programs that prop you up but never deliver you? Y'all don't want to hear me, but I'm going to preach it. you going to get mad, but I'm going to preach it anyway. You t- took 12 steps, and you ain't no better than you was 12 years ago. You still struggling having to stand up and say, Hi, my name's Lance. I'm an alcoholic. 27 years later, without a drink, and you're still an alcoholic. You still fall about once every six months because it props you up. Your marriage didn't get healed, it just propped you up. You didn't get delivered, it just propped you up. It didn't get you set free from that pornography. It just made it where you don't do it as often. Propped you up. Come back next week because if you miss one Sunday, you're going to backslide. Prop you up so that we'll give you just enough to get you by. You see, because there's a world of people wanting to take you to the door of religion. They want to take you to a place that props you up. But there was some men that were on their way to the temple that was shaking up the house of God and on their way to the temple to pray. The Bible said they saw him. But when he got there, I like what it said. The Bible said that Peter said, look at me, son. In other words, the Bible said he had already saw him, but Peter said, look at me. He said, you got to look at me differently because I ain't like the folks that brought you to this gate this morning. What you think that you're going to get, you ain't getting from me because I ain't taking you back to the same old dead gate that you've been at for the last 27 years. I'm about to shake things up such as I have. Woo! My God. You've got a house of folks around you that have something that changes your position, that don't leave you broken and crippled, but will heal you. So you go places that you've never been before. When you're crippled, listen to me. When you're crippled, you don't go into the temple. Crippled folk can't go in the temple because they're, they're unclean, they're crippled but let me tell you what happened when Peter gave him what he had. In other words, he didn't just have enough strength to get him to the gate. Y'all ain't hearing me preach. He had some friends, who was like the friend that when they got to the house where Jesus was and the people were in the way, that they said, we're not gonna let what people do affect us helping you to get to where you need to be. We're gonna climb up on the house. Peter said, I ain't going to give you what you've been expecting. I got something different. I'm going to give you something that's going to change everything in your life. Woo. Somebody said they dug a hole in the roof. My God, I need some friends in my life that will dig holes in the roof to get me in the presence of God. I need some folks that don't want to get me to the door of religion. I need some people that know how to get me in the presence of God when I'm fighting my greatest battles. I don't need your sympathy. I need you to grab me by the nape of the neck and drag me into the presence of the living God. Because if I'm going to get healed, I don't need church. I need the presence of God. I don't need a preacher's good sermon. I need the presence of God. I don't need a deacon board. I need the presence of a living God. My God. If I want off drugs, I need the presence of a living God. If I want my life transformed, I need the presence of a living God. If I want my marriage healed, I need the presence of a living God. I don't need good sermons at a snow machine at a concert. I need the presence of a living God. I don't need a motivational feel-good sermon. I need the truth of God that sets me right smack in the middle of the presence of a living God. Mm. I don't need your PhD I don't need your I don't need your list of how educated you are I just need some worshiping grandma that knows how to get her dance on that knows how to pray that knows how to get me in the presence of a living God because God will do in a moment what you couldn't do in 10 years of your education my God Somebody say the presence of God. See, I need to get people around me that know how to get me in the presence. My God. I could preach this all night long. Jesus was walking through town. Some folks came through. They was carrying a dead boy. Somebody say a dead boy. You see, there's a lot of people think you're dead, no good, not useful for nothing else. Some folks think your marriage can't be restored because he cheated on you and they're they're saying ashes to ashes dust to dust over your marriage some of them are saying that you're no count because you backslid you can't be used for God no more because you messed up too many times he's a dead man ashes to ashes dust to dust let's get him in the grave they're mourning and weeping over your failures and your disappointments and how dead Whatever it is that's going on in your life really is. And they're just anxious to take you by the side and take you to the grave that you deserve. Y'all not hear me preach. Jesus walked up on the pallbearers, said, excuse me. Reached over and tapped that boy on top of the head. Bible said he rose up out the casket. Woo, i will preach that. Come up out of the casket and God presented him right back to his mama. Can I tell you when the presence of God comes into your life, what you thought was dead is going to live again. But you don't need an institutionalized religious organization to get there. You need the presence of God. You don't need a good preacher. You need the power of the presence of a living God. I need a church that moves me out of my comfort zone, a pastor that challenges me to live in the presence of God. (laughs) Religion said it ain't required. It's not necessary. Give me some friends around me that said, boy, get on your knees and pray till Jesus shows up. My God, we need some grandmas back in the church that knows how to get folks in an old-fashioned altar and say, boy, you get down there and pray till your addiction is gone. <laughs> so folks that know how to lay hands on those that are demon-possessed And the presence of God shows up. You don't got to spit on me, scream at me. They just carry the presence of God. And when they pray for you, the devils run. My God. Somebody say the presence of God. I need to get some folks around me that tells me, boy, Your thing is you just need to learn how to praise a little harder. Quit sitting there giving it a patty cake. Boy, don't you know that God indwells the the praises of his people. You want God to show up, learn how to praise. Oh, y'all don't want to hear that. You see, because it'll make those it'll make those religious folks angry when you get plum excited in the church. You start cocking that head, throwing that back out. Y'all ain't hearing me preach. Start getting that dance on right in the middle of church. You dance on, miss fancy's pocketbook, but you got your dance on because you gonna praise God. Because you know if God don't show up. If God don't show up, I'm going to stay an addict. If God don't show up, I'm going to stay a sinner. If God don't show up, I'm going to get a divorce. Somebody say, get me in the presence of God. Right now, I dare you get in the presence of God. I dare you make up your own song. I dare you get your own praise hold. I dare you throw your hands up in the air. I dare you right now to say, God, I'm gonna get my miracle tonight. I'm gonna get my miracle tonight. I'm gonna get it right now. I'm gonna get it right now. Oh, oh. Whoa! Glory! My God! I'm gonna praise him till the glory falls! See you dismiss that. God sent you somebody to tell you how to get your marriage healed, how to get your drug addiction broken. God sent somebody to tell you how to come out of the hell that you've been wallowing in, how to get out of the Mary pig pen. All you got to do right now is throw your hands up, disregard your situation, and begin to praise him for who he is. My God. Where's the band. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Fire of God's in this building. You listen to me, the fire of God's in this building. The fire of God's in this building right now. He'll deliver you. He'll heal your cancer right now. Come on, he'll heal your blind eyes. He'll open up your deaf ears right now. Come on, he'll turn the heart of your hard-hearted wife around right now. He'll turn your husband's cheating heart around right now. He'll take your heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh right now. Right now. He's a deliverer. He's a healer. He's a restorer. He is not the God of the second chance. He is the God of 70 times seven. His mercy endures forever. It is new every morning. I need every person in this room tonight that you came through these doors hurting. You came through these doors broken. You came through these doors lost and undone. Unraveling, disconnected, discouraged. You don't know which way to turn. You're hurting, you've cried, you're confused. You're bleeding everywhere, not physically, emotionally, mentally. Anxiety has taken over, depression has set in. You don't even know today which voice is right because you've been in that place for so long. But you came into this room tonight needing a miracle. The presence of a living God's right here, right now. Doesn't matter where you're watching online. Doesn't matter where you're watching, no matter where at in the Middle East, no matter where you're watching in South Africa or Asia, I'm telling you, God is right there, right now. The presence of a living God is there to heal and to deliver and to save and to break the shackles and the chains. You're here and you're bound to the wickedness of witchcraft you're here right now, the devil's held you bound in deceit and darkness but I come to tell you that it is your day to leave the bondages of darkness and run to the light of Jesus Christ to be set free and to know the real power of a living God. I challenge you try and see if he don't show up. If you're in this room today Every head in this room bowed. People praying all over this room in the Holy Ghost. If you're in this room right now and you need a miracle in your life, you came through these doors broken and hurting, bound and incarcerated by sin, bound by addiction, bound by methamphetamines, bound by opioids, depressed and hurt through the, through the power of a divorce. Don't matter what it is. Terminal. Terminal doctors report you're desperate. You need a miracle tonight. At the count of three, I want you to get out from behind your seat and get to this altar as fast as you can. I don't want you to procrastinate. I want you to come as quickly and as safely as you can. One, two, three, right now. Come on, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. now. Come on, every man and woman in this building that came for a miracle. Sir, I don't know you, but this is your night. God's hand's on your life and every shackle that's ever tried to bind you. Let me tell you, the devil the devil knew who you were when you come out of the mother's womb. He knew who you were. He knew God's hand was on you. There's There's purpose all over you tonight. And I'm telling you that God tonight is moving right now for you. God is moving by the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, in the name of Jesus, break everything that is tried to bind, everything that is hindered, every stumbling block. I command it to be broken in the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Father, we praise you. We praise you right now, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for that miracle right now, God. I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Woo! fire, fire! In the name Jesus. the change, God's about to put you in a very uncomfortable position. Woo. Woo. God's about to make you a praiser, brother. I'm telling you, praise him, praise. I'm telling you, you're about to learn how to praise Him in the middle of the storms. Father, thank you for the fire God. Father, that you make my brother a radical worshiper right now. God, thank you for the fire of the Holy Ghost tonight. And that in His worship, every shackle and every chain, God, everything that has tried to bind him mentally, emotionally, physically, is going to fall in the name of Jesus. Jesus high. You ready? Yeah. Come on, I want you all over this building. I want you to get your praise on right now. I want you to get those hands in the air. Close your eyes and begin to worship right there. He's showing up.
2: tonight, as Bishop is going to continue to minister throughout the night, our altar team is going to be available to pray for anybody tonight. If you are scheduled and on the registration to be baptized in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to come to my left up this aisle, or I should say up this set of steps to my right, or to your left, my left, your right. You're going to come over here who in the building tonight you have not been registered to baptize but you would like to be baptized you want to come I want to invite you to come right now stand right here in front of me where's Ryan Ryan if you will come yes in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus if you are wanting to be baptized spontaneously come right now very quickly Come very quickly. If you are letter A, letter A, come up these steps to my left and to your right, right here. Andy, will you help us right quick, right here, get people up these steps. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here scheduled, already registered to be baptized, this is Brother Colin. If you'll take care, he'll take care of you right there. Just come if you are letter A. Come on, put your hands together. Celebrate those that are coming. In just a moment, we'll be calling letter B, letter C, letter D, however, how many more that we have tonight. We're going to be baptizing here momentarily, but the altars are open. This is letter A only, letter A, spontaneous baptisms right here, spontaneous baptisms. Where is Ryan? I lost Ryan. Okay. This is Pastor David. David's going to take you to, uh, right there to, to, to Ryan. Follow Pastor David. If you're ready to be baptized spontaneously. Praise the Lord. Come on, this is good. This is great. This is wonderful tonight. Letter A, just come on up to the steps. We're going to take care of you. Bishop's going to be praying. Altar team, will you come? Or altar team, you can come. We're going to be praying for folks. Let's continue to worship the Lord, Brother Jerry. Come on, let's worship the Lord. He is here. He is here. He is here. Good afternoon everybody. I'm telling you right here at the North Georgia Revival. I don't know Karen, the last two weeks have been just electrifying. We have seen the presence of God manifest in such a powerful way. Right now at this altar, people are being ministered to. The presence of God is falling upon them. People are receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Bodies are being healed even before they get into the water, Karen and pastor lance just built our faith tonight to receive from the lord
4: that's the whole thing pastor lance johnson came in tonight with a powerful word from the lord and he set the atmosphere you know we've often heard that you get what you preach and he declared and decreed the atmosphere was full of healing restoration salvation i mean the way he declared and decreed the word tonight nothing is impossible he set the tone for the Lord to do everything that he wanted to do. Now the altar is on fire, the altar is active, and people are getting their needs met tonight in the Lord.
2: They certainly are. Now listen, you're not gonna wanna go anywhere. In fact, you're gonna wanna share this. Uh, Let a friend know that we're about to begin the baptisms. This is where it goes to another level. Karen, when the Lord showed me fire on the water, in that vision, I saw that strip of fire i had no idea really what it meant other than what he said i'm going to baptize people in holy spirit fire i'm going to baptize people holy spirit fire it seems that it has intensified over the last seven to eight weeks since we've come back come from COVID.
4: yeah the enemy thought that he dealt a blow but that is not the case people are now more hungry than ever they're more desperate than ever to find god to find answers to get into a strong relationship with Jesus they're looking and they're coming here to find him many people are of course just even yourself there you're watching online we're seeking the things of the Lord we want the real thing and Jesus is not failing us he is the real thing he is the answer he is what you need tonight
2: right where you are I know you may not be able to get to Dawsonville but the glory of the Lord is so strong so tangible that I believe that the Spirit of God can reach you and touch you right where you are right now right now Because he's everywhere at all times and just because you've tuned in tonight There's this connection. There's this line between yes. here and where you are So I want you to reach up your hands right now I just want you to extend them to the Lord and let him minister to you let him encourage you because he's here tonight to bless you to cause you to find freedom to be delivered from your addiction. Hope and strength in your life tonight, right now where you are. My Lord, I feel the presence of
5: God. This has
4: been such an active week here in our church offices. We've gotten phone calls, emails from people all over. There's a newly stirred interest in what's going on here in Dawsonville. We want to let you know we're going. Yes, We are going for We're baptizing every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Many people have called. Are you still baptizing? Are you still holding services? Yes. Yes, we have David Hogan coming up this coming weekend. The weekend of the 8th is our men's conference all day Saturday. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night. David Hogan will be here. We will baptize on Sunday night only. So you will want to come and be a part of that. But to answer, this is the primary question. Are you still baptizing? Absolutely. So get to Dawsonville if you can. Come on, airline tickets are cheap now. Yeah, They're cheap. Amazing. Grab a ticket and come on to Dawsonville and experience what the Lord is doing in the house. Yes, He's tangible. Right where you are, He is tangible. And the anointing is tangible. But if you can make the trip, come and be with us in the house.
2: Get in the atmosphere. Get into the glory of the Lord, what God is doing here. Our time of prayer tonight at 5 o'clock, Karen, it was just so sweet. God was just in the room. So when you come, get here for the Sunday morning service. Get here for that Sunday afternoon prayer time from five to five forty, and then the service starts at six. But I'm telling you, next week David Hogan will be here. It's going to be jam packed. Karen, we had we had the building full tonight. We had the building full tonight, adding chairs in the middle of COVID, in the middle of COVID. I'm telling you, the Lord is moving.
4: So powerful. I mean, I'm seeing a lady right here to my right. She is uh, She is walking.
2: In a wheelchair. She just was, got out of a wheelchair.
4: <laughs> just got out of her. I just talked to this lady last Thursday. She's being assisted, but I'm telling you, she's on her feet and she is walking. In Jesus' name. Keep her going. <laughs> Keep her going. <laughs> so unbelievable.
2: She's walking. Yeah, you, oh, hear, there's her. you hear her. The power of God.
4: Shouting.
2: The yeah. power of God. The miracle-working power of God. Woo! Yes, oh my thank goodness,
4: you, so much going on in the house. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Oh, Karen,
2: please, please get here as soon as you can. Get a ticket, get your family here. I hope that you were able to hear about the testimonies we shared right before Bishop Lance came and preached. Karen, let's take just a moment to talk about this new book that we got coming out. In fact, it came out last Sunday here at the church called creating a habitation for God's glory.
4: Yes, you can get this right now on KingdomReady.tv. Folks, if you want to know about the presence of God, about hosting the presence of God, this is the book. This is the book you need to order. Order tonight, it's fresh off the press. It's all about the North Georgia Revival and hosting the presence of God. And then also the Speaking in Tongues book, this is the one that's changing lives all around the world. People are reading this. People from different denominations even are reading this book, and in the middle of the read, they're being filled with the Holy Spirit. Getting baptized with the Holy Spirit. Unbelievable. Speaking in Tongues, right there.
2: Yeah, go to kingdomready.tv. Kingdomready.tv. You can get both of those books. Uh, Take advantage of it. If you're overseas, you can get the digital version of Speaking in Tongues, and in a couple weeks, you're going to have the digital version of God's glory available to you on Amazon. But go to kingdomready.tv, kingdomready.tv, grab those books. I think we're ready right now, Karen. I think they're telling us uh, about baptism. I want to check, make sure that we're good to go. Yep, they're giving us the hands up. So we're excited. Listen, for the next hour and a half, those of you that are on the ISN network, it's Supernatural Network with Sid Roth, stay tuned because we're going to encounter the power of God in both of our pools, our baptismal tanks tonight. God bless you. We can't wait to see what God's gonna do next. We'll see you next Sunday.